Welcome to the Lion's Drive. I am Pastor Jimmy Udukoya. I pray this episode blesses you and it reminds you to become the lion that God has called you to be. Be blessed. We are been talking about, it's been a year of signs and wonders. And we started January, um, it's a month of signs and wonders. Beloved, I genuinely believe that we are walking in a new season where the Bible says signs and wonders shall follow them that believe. If you are a believer, let me hear you make some noise. So, first Sunday we spoke about signs. Amen? Last Sunday we spoke about wonders. And we talked about faith. That without faith, it is impossible for God to make you a sign that will cause people to wonder. Now, what I want to touch on today, it was very interesting that ASP, uh, Pastor Tolu, was standing here talking about, the first thing she opened her mouth and she said, she said, expectation. She said that. She said, you have to be expectant because expectation is what is needed for you to see signs and wonders. And I thought, hold on. Auntie, calm down. Don't preach my message. Because we, we didn't have a conversation, and so I thought to myself, the spirit is one. I'm going to be speaking today about expectation. You see, expectation is the key. Somebody say key. You have faith, and faith works in partnership with expectation. When you have expectation called, uh, combined with faith, then you become a candidate or you become a walking sign that would cause people to wonder. And our text today, we'll be looking at the book of Acts, Acts chapter 3. I'm going to read very quickly, Acts chapter 3, Amplified Version. And we know this story. I'll read from verse 1. It says this. It says, Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, 3 p.m., and a man who had been unable to walk from birth was being carried along, whom they used to set down every day at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, so that he would beg alms from those entering the temple. So when he saw Peter and John, about to go into the temple, he began asking them for coins. But Peter, along with John, stared at him intently and said, somebody say said, and said, look at us. And the man began, somebody say began, to pay attention. He began to pay attention to them. Eagerly, expecting, somebody say expecting, to receive something from them. But Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. In the name, authority, power of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, begin now to walk and go on walking. Then he seized the man's right hand with a firm grip and raised him up, 
and at once his feet and ankles became strong and steady. And with a leap he stood up and began to walk. And he went into the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. Now, because of my time, I'm going to jump very quickly into it. Um, as I began to read this story about a man who was at the gates beautiful, but yet was, <laughs> everything in his life was not beautiful. I found it interesting that he could be in such a place, but yet be in the condition and the situation that he found himself. He said that he had been unable to walk from birth. Uh, and he would go there every day. They would bring him and he would be there to beg. I, but I began to read and I noticed very quickly that he went from begging in verse 2 to expecting in verse 5. He says he was there begging alms. He was begging alms. And then hoping somebody or anyone would give him something. And in verse 5, the disciples say to him, hey, look at us. And once he began to look, he now began to eagerly expect. Somebody say expect. So I put it to you that there is a difference between begging and expecting. It's not the same thing. And a lot of times in our minds, we mistake the two for the same thing. I dare say, and this might be me breaking tables, but I dare say that a lot of us in church, in our mindsets, we are beggars and not expectors. Uh-oh. Now, what does it mean to beg? I wanted to understand that I went to the dictionary. He says, to beg is to ask for charity. An example, begging food from strangers, beg for some change. Another explanation or definition says, is to ask earnestly for or to entreat humbly. Somebody say humbly. Now, an example, beg forgiveness, I beg your pardon. You know, to beg, to ask and treat humbly. And, you know, the first thing, someone that say, but hold on, humility is not a bad thing. After all, humility is a virtue that we should have, right? <laughs> but humility is not humility when you don't have a choice. I know, I, know, <laughs> I know that's heavy, I'll say it again. Humility is not humility when you don't have a choice. Humility is only humility when you have a choice. You see, when you are humble by default because you lack and you do not have, there is no choice, which is why you always hear that beggars cannot be choosers. You'll never hear, oh, what a humble beggar. Ah, the way he begs, he's so humble. You know why? Because nobody celebrates lack. Mm -hmm. But when you have, and you have the power of choice, then, and you choose humility, that's what makes you humble. 
So when you hear someone like, oh, he's such a humble man, that means he has a lot. But yes, he chooses to be humble. Philippians 2, 5 to 10 shows this so beautifully, captures this as, as Paul writes. Put it on the screen. Philippians 2, 5 to 10, amplified. He said, having this same attitude in yourselves, which was in Christ Jesus, look to him as your example. In what? In selfless humility, who, listen to this, although he existed in the form and unchanging essence of God as one with him, possessing the fullness of all divine attributes, the entire nature of deity, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped or asserted as if he did not already possess it or was afraid of losing it. What did he do? But emptied himself without renouncing or diminishing his deity, but only temporarily giving up the outward expression of divine equality and his rightful dignity by assuming, that's the choice, the form of a bond servant. And being made in the likeness of men, he became completely what? Human, but was without sin, being fully God and fully man. After he was found in terms of his outward appearance as a man for a divinely appointed time. Look at the next line. What did he do? He, look at our God. He humbled himself still further by becoming obedient to the Father to the point of death, even death on a cross. For this reason also because he obeyed and so completely humbled himself, God has highly exalted him and bestowed him upon the name which is above every other name so that in the name of Jesus every knee will bow in submission for those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth so when Paul says he humbled himself even further even further so he was already humble the fact that he chose to be a man to shed his deity of, of the divine nature of God, to live divinity and to choose to exist in such a lower form and a based form, this mortal body of flesh that is decayed and died in sin. He decides to choose to dwell. But if that's not humble enough, Paul says he further humbled himself. How? By obedience to the cross. What does he mean? I'll give you a better context of him being what he means to further. Look at John 10, 17 to 18. That's the answer of how he further humbled himself. Look at what he says. This is Jesus speaking, by the way. He says, for this reason, the Father loves me. Why? Because I lay down my life so that I may take it back. Look at this line. No one takes it away from me, but I choose to lay it down voluntarily that's him further humbling himself he he assumes humanity and then allows you see Pilate is talking to him and says do you know that i can kill you your life is in my hand and he says the power you have 
is one that I give you because I have voluntarily laid down my life. Do you not know that if I so choose, I could call a legion, 6,000 angels. I am the Lord of the hosts of the armies of heaven. If I so choose, if I cough, that's my beck and call. You see, power is having the ability to and withholding. That's true power. And Jesus is showing us what humility looks like through choice. So, Jesus further humbles himself. He now goes on to say this. He who is God choosing humility. But there is a difference between begging and expecting. Are you still with me? Now, what does it mean to expect? To expect, it means to consider probable or certain. It says to consider reasonable, due, or necessary. Expect means to consider bound in duty or obligated. Expect means to anticipate or look forward to the coming of, to the coming or occurrence of. So let me give you an example. So when you came to church today, you didn't come with a begging mindset as far as the world was concerned. You, you didn't come begging or hoping that Hope say, pastor go preach. He go get sermon. Is that how you came? Yes, no? Talk, talk to me. You came expecting that there will be a sermon. You came expecting that there will be praise and worship. You came expecting whether or not diesel is 1,000 or 5,000, there will be light. Yes or no? When you go to a restaurant, do you go in hoping that there'll be food? Ah, I, I hope say they will get one or two, make I buy. You go into a restaurant expecting that there'll be food. That's why they're restaurants. Yes or no? If you went to a swimming pool area or you saw said there was a pool, would you go there begging that there'll be water in the pool? If you are a swimming pool, you must have water. So if I'm coming to swim, I expect, are you with me, that there is water in the pool. Is it in the same way that we should not go to God begging for signs and wonders? See, we should go to God expecting signs and wonders. Why? Why should we go to God? Because Jesus already said, greater works shall you do. So you see, it is not a capacity issue. It's a mindset issue. It is not a capacity. It is not whether or not you have the ability to do it. It is not a capacity issue. It is what? 
a mindset. It is a mentality issue. What do I mean? If I went into a restaurant and I went there and I went to the counter and I said, sorry, please, um, is it okay? Do you have food that I can buy? Is it okay? Do you have food? Please tell me you have food. If you were standing next to me at the counter, what would you think? Talk, talk, talk to me. Sorry? This one doesn't... Like, there's obviously something off. This person, is he all right? Does he know where he is? <laughs> but you see the way we just said we will look at somebody who was doing that. It is the same way that God looks at us when we come to him begging for signs and wonders. It's getting very quiet. It's the same way God is, we come and it's like, God, please, if you, and God is looking like, is everything okay? That's the most polite way I can say that. But once your mindset changes, once your mentality changes, that is how you become a sign and wonder. It is the mindset that you need to have. Mark 16, 17 to 18 says this. These signs, these signs shall accompany those that believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents. If they drink anything deadly, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick. They will get well. So it's the same way. You, you don't see, I'm going to keep using this restaurant as an example. You, you, a restaurant is waiting for people to come in, right? A restaurant will open, they will cook the food, they will turn on the lights, and then they will wait. Why? Because they have the food. They know they have the food. It is the same way if there's a swimming pool area. They will turn on the pool, they will put in the water, they will put the chlorine, and then they wait. If you want to swim, yes or no? Does the pool come out of the water? I'm like, have you ever seen, bad as it bad, if the price of fuel goes to 10,000 naira per liter, people will still buy. You know why? Because fuel station has the fuel. If you want, buy. If you don't want, don't buy. But you will never see a fuel pump chasing after people. Why? Because the fuel state knows what they have. Now, you will never see the fuel saying, hello, come and buy. Why? Because the fuel station knows what it has. And God says something to me very interestingly. He says, it is the same way the earth is waiting eagerly for the earnest manifestations of the sons and the daughters of God. Why? Because it knows what you have. So I asked myself a question. I said, God, how does the earth know what I have? He gave me Psalm 24, 1, because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness 
thereof. The world and they that dwell in it. And then he said, do you not know that the earth responds to the voice of its creator? And then I got excited. He said, you must remember in Genesis 1 that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was null and void and was without form and darkness covered the earth great darkness over but it says the spirit of the lord was hovering over the waters then it says and god said let there be and there was so when he spoke everything that he spoke the spirit would take and then it would become let the two lights appear. One he called sun, the other he called moon. Let the firmament expand and let the waters dry up from under the earth. And he created one, he called it the heavens, and then he called the other earth. And he said, let the, the sea produce after its own kind. And let the field produce after its own kind. And let the sky produce after the old, its own kind. And everything began to happen. And he says, you see that the creation hears the voice of the creator now you must remember in john 1 3 it tells us that everything was made by him and without him nothing was made everything was made by him and without him nothing was made but you must understand that when he would speak he said the holy spirit hovered over the waters now, it is this same Holy Spirit that made everything that hearkened to the voice of his creator that has now been put inside of you and has now become your dwelling place. That now your body has now become the temple of the Holy Spirit. So the creator spirit is now living inside of you. So when he said, let there be, and there was, when the creator spoke, everything hearkened to it. Now that creator spirit now resides inside of you. So when you open your mouth and speak to anything created, because the creator is inside of you, it must hear, it must hearken, it must respond. So when we are walking around, he says, do you not know that greater is he that is in you? than he that is in the world. So when you're walking around, you know, you understand that you carry the spirit of the creator. That is why the earth is waiting for you to declare. It is not a capacity issue. The earth knows what you carry. Everything that was created, nothing was created but by him. And that him now dwells inside you. It is in him you live. It is in him you move. It is in him you have your being. That him dwells inside of you. That is why the earth is waiting. Because they know the creator is inside. So when he says, signs and wonders shall follow them that believe. It is not a capacity issue. The creator is inside of you. It's a mindset issue. Are you with me? myself a question. How did the beggar go from begging to expecting? It says in verse 4, Peter along with John stared at him intently and said, look at us. Intently and said, look at us. What happens when he said that? The next verse. And then the man began. That means he was not paying attention before. He began to pay attention to them eagerly expecting 
to receive something. That means while he was there, he was seeing, but he was not looking. There's a difference. The Bible says he was seeing everyone that was there. But until Peter said, look, he didn't begin to expect. See, I can see everybody, right? But if I look at Pastor Lara, then my focus, my attention, now becomes on Pastor Lara. I'm not looking at everybody anymore. I am looking intently. Which is why Paul says, looking, not seeing Jesus. He didn't say see Jesus. Paul says in Hebrew 12 too, put it, put, put it on the screen. Looking, what, read that. Looking away from all that will distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus. Next line. Who is what? The author and perfecter of faith. He is the first incentive of our belief and the one who brings our faith to maturity. You see, you know, the difference between the law of attraction. You know, I hear people say, you know, it's funny how they try to take Christian principles and make it, what's the word? Motivational or modern. modern. So they say, you know, the law of attraction, you can attract everything that you, if you could just believe it. So what's the difference between law of attraction? Jesus. With law of attraction, it's based on the fact that you, yourself, if you just stand. I, I even heard there's a, a pose. This is a, I'm not making this up. There's a pose that they say if you stand, it's called the Superman pose. I'm serious. I'm not making this up. In fact, there's a woman that did a whole book on how she's attracted everything in her life because she stands and she poses like this. They believe if you pose like this and you just attract it and believe it, that it will come. That's not faith. It tells us in verse, two, in verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and the perfecter. So it is not by what I can imagine or what I can will or what you desire from now tomorrow, your situation will not change. If, if it was true, everybody here in Nigeria would be a millionaire because we have attracted many things that have not come. Yes or no? But this says, looking on to who? Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. He is the first incentive of our belief. And he is who? The one who will do what? He will bring that faith to maturity. It is him that makes the difference between attracting and faith. When you focus on Jesus, he is the first incentive. That's why he says, I will do exceedingly abundantly above what you can ask, think, or imagine. Because when you begin to ask, think, or imagine, he, the author and perfecter, will take it. And he says he is the one that makes sure our faith is brought to what? Maturity. Somebody said looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, actively forsaking every and anything, focusing the four pillars. First pillar of expectation, I believe, is a posture of faith. Somebody say posture of faith. 
The second one is confidence in God's character. The third one is aligning with God's desires and wills and seeking his purpose. Aligning with God's will is the third one. And the fourth one is gratitude in anticipation. The first one, posture of faith. The second one, confidence in God's character. The third one, aligning with God's will. And the fourth one, gratitude in anticipation. The Bible says signs and wonders will follow them that believe. The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, all and those that dwell within. The Bible says the earth is waiting for the endless manifestations of the sons and daughters of God. So it is not if you can, because you can. Because Jesus has said, greater works shall you do. <laughs> and if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, then you shall ask any, concerning anything. So it's not a capacity issue. It's a mindset issue. Don't come to God begging. Come to God expecting. It says when you pray, do not pray like the heathens, making vain repetitions, repeating words and words over and over again. So people think the more they cry, they move God. Your tears is for yourself. Because without faith, it's impossible to move God. It's impossible to please God. God. <laughs> Stop coming to God begging. Because those who come to God must first believe that He is. First, He is. First, He is. And that He is the water of those who diligently seek him. Don't come to God begging. God, please, if you will, help me. Help my family. Help, help, help. Jesus says, do not make vain repetitions because your father knows you have need before you know you have need of it. So it's not in how much you cry or how much you repeat. Help me, Lord. Help me, God. Help my children. Help me, God. Please, God. No. He says, if you are going to pray, Jesus says, this is how you pray. Our father, who art in heaven? Our Father, my Father, there is a knowing. Everything you need to know. My Father, there's an expectation. When I call you my Father, that means I expect that you are mine. Everything that a father does, I expect. Already, the first line, expectation. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us. This is not from a place of begging. Please, Lord, help me. Give, me. Give us this day our daily bread. Do children beg every morning for food? Come on. Do you not know who you are? When your kids wake up, Daddy, please, will you feed me? They go to the table and they sit down and they expect food will come out. Are you with me? They don't, they don't have a conversation about your bank accounts. 
They don't know if you have spent all your money or you borrowed all that one. As long as you are my daddy. Did I ask you before you born me? Did we have consultation before he decided to give back to me? I opened my eye. Where I'm your responsibility till I marry or till I grow up. Abby, so give us this day. The Lord says, remember we talked about this before you were born. Before your father knew your mother, before you were a thought, I knew you, I formed you, I chose you, and I called you for purpose. So the one who has chose you and knew you and formed you, will he not take care of you? Before you entered your earthly body, I knew you. I knew your purpose. So now it makes sense. Jesus says, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us as we See, no matter what you do to your father or your mother, vex as they vex. I remember. Eh? <laughs> I remember when I, <laughs> I would do things that my mother would be very angry. I knew that no matter how much her anger was, I was still her only son. And dare I say, her favorite child. But it's okay. You know, we talk about choosing humility. So let me choose. They loved us all together. I knew. Now, no matter what I did. So there were times my mother would be angry. And she was very angry. I said, Stop it. Leave me. To me, leave me. To me, I'll beat you. I'll beat you. Come here. Leave me. Don't carry me. I'll tell your daddy. I'll carry. Whether it's like, I will carry her. Put me down. Put it down. I tell you, I stop it. I stop it. I say, please now, please now. I say, are you angry? Are you angry? I'm not angry. Yeah, put it down. Put it down. Put it down. Because I knew, no matter your vex, you are still my mother. Jesus says, nothing you do will ever separate you from my love. So, forgive us. Because we know that you are our Father. Your love is there. Your grace is new every morning. Forgive us as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation. See, all things will work together for your good. Right? For thy is the kingdom. Everything that is here is yours. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. When you walk with that mindset that everywhere you go is your father's, thine is the kingdom, the power. Okay, that's why it's this thing. Don't worry, don't worry. Next week we'll put pop filter. The power and the glory forever and ever. 
Amen. That's how Jesus said you should pray. With expectation. Do you not know that ye are sons? They're no longer slaves. Slaves beg. Sons expect. So these signs and wonders shall follow them that believe. This week the Lord bless you. This week the Lord keep you. This week the Lord cause his face to shine upon you. This week anywhere you go you announce his presence. This week his presence goes before you like a shield. This week the Lord will be the glory and the lifter of your head. This week the earth will yield for you wherever you go. From the north, from the south, from the east, from the west. When you open your mouth, resources will come. In the name of Jesus. This week your going out is blessed. This week your coming in is blessed. Where you lay your head down is blessed. Where you stand up is blessed. This week the angels go before you. The angels stand behind you. The angels that will bear you up in their arms. You will not dash your foot against any stone. In the name of Jesus, any arrows of affliction shot against you, we say back to center. In the name of Jesus, where they have set their own nets and traps for you to fall in, they will be caught in their own nets. In the name of Jesus, their ways will be dark and slippery. They will be drunk on their own blood. In the name of Jesus, anyone who dares to bless you this week is blessed. Anyone who dares to curse you this week is cursed. In the name of Jesus, this week the Lord, the, 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 um, the, 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 the palms of your hands are blessed. The works of your hands are blessed. Anything you put your hands on this week must prosper. In the name of Jesus, when you open up your mouth to speak, the Lord will fill it. He will give you a tongue that cannot be contested. That will cause even your enemies to be your friend. In the name of Jesus, this week he prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies. This week he anoints your head with oil and your cup runneth over. This week surely goodness and mercy shall overtake you. In the name of Jesus, this week we decree a net-breaking harvest. In the name of Jesus, where others have toiled all night and caught nothing, you will cast your net and catch everything. In the name of Jesus, he shall give to you good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over shall be your reward. In the name of Jesus, you will pursue, you will overtake, and you will recover all. In the name of Jesus, everywhere the palmer, the locust, and the cacawan are stolen, the Lord will return to you in the name of Jesus. Full recovery in Jesus' name. You will go from glory to glory. You will go from strength to strength. You will go from grace to grace. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that you were blessed. And if you enjoyed what you heard, please be sure to subscribe. And if you know a fellow lion that needs to join the tribe, please be sure. Send them this link. Share this episode. God bless you.